Calm down. Calm down a second. You're getting exci- excited. And that's not going to help the situation. Yeah, 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 whoa. All right, it's Level Up Crypto Show. I'm back. Welcome back to Level Up Crypto Show. My name is Tyrone. It is, jeez, May 14th. It's already the middle of the month, 2021. It's about 7.52 p.m. on the West Coast here in California. Uh, this is episode five. Oh, man, it's been a while since I've been uh, sitting here recording, but... uh. I got a new mic and I am back and I guess I need to speak right into this mic here. <laughs> but uh yeah, welcome back to Level Up Crypto Show. This is a, a show that I started just to kind of le- while I'm learning about crypto, I'll talk about what I'm learning about and you guys hopefully will kind of find out some stuff along the way. Uh, number one thing, yes, you can buy $1 in Bitcoin everybody. If you just just want to buy 10 bucks in Bitcoin, you don't have to you can do that. You don't have to buy a $50,000 Bitcoin or anything. So just so everybody knows that, I got to make sure I always say that in every episode because you'd be surprised how many people still uh, don't really either know that or you got to explain it to them a couple times, it seems like I noticed. But uh, all right, hold on to your pants here. Yeah, those are bull noises because I'm a Bitcoin and crypto bull over here. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, uh, I hope you weren't waiting around for me to get an episode out because it definitely took me a while. But I'm back and uh, here I got a. I'm going to talk about some crypto and Bitcoin news. Uh, obviously, got to talk about Elon. Uh, I'm going to talk about crypto uh, taxes and capital gains taxes uh kind of with that is going to be talking about roth iras and then specifically roth iras for crypto and physical gold uh i need to give credit there's a youtuber i'll get him on the next episode but uh he's got a really good youtube video on all this stuff kind of walks you through it. it's pretty nice And then I want to make just kind of an opinion and observation on Doge and um, Robinhood and kind of what I see happening. Uh, It's kind of interesting what I see happening there. But um, and then I got a couple clips on a podcast and stuff like that. So I got a bunch of stuff. So definitely stick around and, um, you know. Hopefully, we're going to learn something together here. I got, uh, let's go to the Bitcoin price. Let's see. Let's check it out. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Do one. 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 Do you? Oh! That's a talented man. 
man, I don't even have my phone next to me, guys. Oh, no, I don't know how much Bitcoin is. I'm going to have to actually do it live right here on Google. Let me look. Bitcoin price is 50,160. It's down a little bit. It actually came back up above 50. It was down below 50 there for a while. So actually, that's not bad. I kind of, I mean, geez, I got into, I think I started buying Bitcoin when it was 35,000. So I did buy a lot of Bitcoin when it was 55,000. So I guess I'd, I don't know what you say there. You, you lose some and you gain some, but uh, so yeah, I, there looks like the rest of the market though. I, I'm going to start covering some more crypto and uh, or altcoins, I should say. And, um, covering those prices because they're kind of interesting, especially if you kind of record yourself talking about it, you can always look at your, you know, listen to your recording <laughs> literally just a couple days later or a week later, and it'll be, uh, wildly different there. But, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go over to my, uh, I got an MM crypto clip as usual. Make sure you go subscribe to MM crypto on YouTube. You might as well just hear it from him versus hearing it on my show about him. So, but oh no, this is kind of a problem, everybody. I'm gonna do something. Having a technical difficulty here. Hold on. Okay, my bad. You can see basically we hit this orange line and that is ladies and gentlemen the 21 week EMA every candlestick represent uh, represents one So yeah, he's been talking uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about the 21 uh 21 day candles here and it's like a it's a band that they use and you can kind of track you can see the deviation you know in the actual price uh, the average price versus what the candles are hitting. So when you see it in a chart, you know, I still don't, obviously I'm learning a lot guys. So I still don't know what I'm looking at with these charts, but this ribbon 21 day, you I think you can use just about any, um, measurement on that, but the, that ribbon band is very easy visually to see. So if, if you guys haven't checked that out, make sure you go listen to this guy. Cause he, you know, I'm learning a lot from him. I'm not sure I know how to act on it, but I am learning a lot from him. One week. <laughs> and you can see we hit it in July, and we also hit it over in October on my birthday, right? And if I'm going back into 2017, you can see, like, we had seven touch points, right? We had this um, six touch points at least. We had here a touch point, then we had another touch point over there, another touch point over here. Here and every single time Bitcoin actually touched it, and this is where DaVinci J15, of course, comes in. Every single time we touched that trend line, Bitcoin bounced and continued towards the upside. And guess what? 
the day, day before yesterday in the night, we touched it again. So now I want you to know from you, Da Vinci, do you think we are going to reverse towards the upside again? What do you think about my trade? I opened this $3.3 million trade right now. It is approximately $200,000 in profits. I updated you guys in the moment, like, not in the moment, but after I opened it, uh, way below the price targets where we are right now, that I opened it at $47,000 US dollars for the reason that we were hitting a fifth level. But of course, also for the 21 week EMA. One of the things he brought up the other day, I'll keep I'll keep going with that here in a second. But uh, he brought up the other day, last month, uh, when you look at how last month was actually a red, you know, in the red for Bitcoin. Uh, the three, maybe four months prior were all green months. And if you look at historically if you look at these patterns in the last i think there's been three or four cycles like this that if you look at the patterns they do the exact same thing in the bull runs there'll be a four month uh green you know every month it's a higher high for for four straight months and then there'll be one red month in the middle of all these runs it's the exact same pattern four high months red month and then four green months after that red month and then after, I think there's some deviation on that uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth month on some of those cycles. Sometimes it goes longer or shorter. But basically right after that, you know, third or fourth month, after that red month, you know, is usually the signal that we're going back into a bear market, which would probably mean most prices will come down significantly. You know, we're talking 50% at least, if not even more. So uh, that's the the only good thing is is we're still right in the middle of this bull run. We got three solid months of a, a bull run coming, and uh, you know it's it seems like it's crypt uh, alt coin bonanza right now for the last three or four months. Like that, the alt coins have been really the more impressive vehicles for uh, you know seeing gains, but. Uh, you know, Bitcoin, I th I feel like it's going to end up popping here in the next, uh, I would say, the next two months. You know, I, I wouldn't, I think it's, I got to look at what it, um, what it uh, was at at the end of last month, you know, to be in the red. But, um, I mean, it, it's going to be in a green no matter what, because I think last month it was under 50. Anyway, I'm speculating now, but... uh. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, check out some of these YouTubers, uh, MM Crypto's really good, uh, Crypto's Are Us, he doesn't go over the, the technical kind of charts as much, but he gives very good opinion and seems like pretty solid, that's Crypto's Are Us, I'm trying to think of some other guys, there's some other guys out there that are pretty good, but, so I'm gonna go to... We're going to go over to our uh, main points now, guys, so hold on. Now climb aboard, y'all. This train is bound for glory. And there's plenty of room for all. Well, 
Satoshi Nakamoto, that's a name I love to say. And we don't know much about him, but he came to save the day when he wrote about the way things are. Oh, Elon. Man, buddy. So everybody's heard about Elon's, you know, everybody heard about Elon taking money for his uh, battery powered car that probably has more um probably takes more energy to extract for that car and its battery than it does for a uh, gas powered car but uh yeah so he actually officially now says he's not going to accept bitcoin as payment for his cars and then we ended up having a a 10 percent correction based on that tweet and then I think it ended up going down even another almost 10% before it's it's kind of rebounded at this point. But, uh, you know, everybody's got their theories on this. Uh, you know, um, it's for one, it's BS, obviously, <laughs> that uh, he would be so concerned about environmental, um, environmental issues when he's got, uh, you know, the, the battery systems he's you know like the amount of digging of earth and just it's pretty ridiculous that he would even say that but i think there's something it's pretty obvious there's something behind all that that you know there's some sort of government subsidy that he uh in order to be eligible for he can't be using bitcoin or i don't know what it is you know what's really interesting to me is at the same time he announced that they weren't going to take Bitcoin anymore for payment or they were going to suspend. So it sounds like it might come back, but I don't think so. It was the exact same time that uh, literally, I think the same day that Biden, the potato in chief over here, uh, you know, the, <sighs> but uh, he announced that, uh, I don't know if it goes for all hacking or just ransomware, but he basically announced that if you're a victim of a ransomware attack, that is it is illegal, federally illegal to pay them off in Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of interesting. It was the same day that that, hap- that announcement came out. You know, it was right after that, uh, the gas, gas ransom stuff. But I, th- I find that kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, he's beholden to subsidies. So no matter what the government tells him, he's going to do what they want. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody's aware of this, the kind of new people, but, you know, Elon and Tesla in specific has never turned a profit in the seven or eight years they've been in business or whatever, never turned a profit on their car business. Uh, always, they've always needed subsidies to basically make up the, you know, the profit end. Uh, and, uh, you know, you kind of wonder sometimes, you know, uh, you know, if, if your industry is is dependent on that subsidy, you're going to do a lot of things that you wouldn't normally do for, you know, like if it was the for the betterment of your company or the employees. Uh, I don't know. 
Uh, I do know one thing, though. When uh, Elon bought the Bitcoin that he said he bought back in February or January or whatever, the profit that he's made from that Bitcoin purchase till today, you know, he bought it at 25 or whatever, and today it's uh, 50. He ended up put he ended up buying 1.5 billion dollars in Bitcoin and if you do the math he's actually made more in the last 3 months on that Bitcoin investment than he has in the last 7 years with Tesla. It's pretty crazy when you start looking at that. You know and I I work for a very large company. You know we hit a billion dollars a year at this company and um you know, as an employee, you know, the small cog in a giant machine there at my company, it's amazing how much effort and how much work it took to get to a billion dollars for our company. I mean, it took thousands of people working 50 hours a week, you know, just going to town for uh, 52 weeks of the year, you know, just hustling hard and we barely hit a billion, you know, and, uh, and that's not even profit. <laughs> that's just, uh, just, uh, income there. But uh, anyway, so I'll, I'll go on to my next thing, but, uh, you know, Elon, I don't hate you, buddy, but, uh, I'm not sure I like you either. <laughs> I, I do have a little conspiracy on Elon. I'll throw in real quick. What if, uh, what if he had, you know, because he's got a bunch of, say, billionaire buddies. What if, you know, Elon's the richest guy in the world, right? So you're going to have to offer him quite a bit. Uh, but if you got together with your buddies and you said, hey, Elon, we'll give you $10 billion if you make this tweet. And uh, if you can make this tweet and it, corrects the market by let's just say 15% right uh we'll give you this 10 billion dollars you know depending maybe they do it on a I don't know I'm complicating it but my point is is it would be very easy for some heavy high roller whale type high leverage uh risky guys to basically tell Elon hey make a tweet you're going to crash Bitcoin for us. We're going to pay you for crashing Bitcoin. And then we are going to swoop in and buy like a hundred billion dollars in longs leveraged on Bitcoin. Once you've made it drop to a certain point. And now, you know, they can give him his whatever cut 10 billion. It could be a lot of money. Uh, you know, if, if you're going long on Bitcoin right now, I guess you could you can look at the uh, you can look at the longs positions. You know, like how many people have put in long pos- positions in Bitcoin. But uh, it just seems like it, it's so easy to manipulate. You know, you got the richest guy in the world. He's got one of the biggest. I don't know if it is the biggest Twitter account in the world. There's a lot of power there that. Uh, you could sway markets, you know, and he's done it before with his uh, Tesla stock, if you ask me. He's done things like this where he uh, basically kind of manipulates 
social media to get a uh, um, some sort of market effect. <laughs> I think he's even gotten either warned or in trouble for stuff like that too. So I don't know, but I'm I'm purely speculating on the uh, one or ten billion dollar thing. Okay, here we go. Bitcoin and things like it is the equivalent of the red pill. Next point. This is a technology, it's a computing language, and I can build an app on it. Is Bitcoin the currency of the future? Crypto gang, crypto gang, big gang, all gang, light gang, cash game, blockchain, whoa. I don't really ever buy stuff. Oh man, this is actually not a very good subject on this next one, but uh, crypto taxes... And it's really just capital gains taxes is what we're talking about. Um, it's pretty brutal, you guys. Uh, you know, I'm learning more and more about this stuff. It sounds like you can get uh, uh, taxed on your uh, trades. If you make some sort of profit on your trades, you can get taxed on that. Uh, sounds like most of these apps like Coinbase and stuff, they're gonna have um, they're gonna have all that information for uh, the IRS and whoever wants to know about what happened and where it went and all that stuff. They're gonna have all that stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't. You know, at this point, you know, I'm not a you know even a hundred thousand error with this stuff. But if you could imagine, if you if I would have got in two months before, so say I would have started buying crypto in December of 2020, the gains that you would have got at that point, because most of these altcoins, you know, if you're just taking altcoins, they're the ones, a lot of those have popped like crazy. But, you know, I would say 50% of those altcoins, geez, maybe even 80% of the altcoins that you see right now that are, right? Follow that sucker back to December and they were 20 cents, you know, 50 cents, three bucks or whatever. I mean, we're talking massive gains. So if you would have dropped a couple thousand bucks on something, you know, you'd be paying, you know, you'd be up 10,000 or whatever, but you'd be paying, you know, I think it's uh it's 25 to 35% or something like that so you'd be paying quite a bit. Anyway, I'm finding out about this stuff. I haven't made enough of of a profit to really care about this stuff, but say say you put a bunch of investments in now like kind of like I'm trying and then in 15 years you go to you know withdraw or whatever, you're going to be potentially in a super serious situation where maybe you have a a crypto you know say you have a bitcoin wallet that's worth you know 600,000 or something you know you're going to be paying some heavy taxes on that uh through capital gains and uh you know by then I'm sure capital gains will be even more so anyway the the answer to this uh Oh, man, and I can't remember that guy's name on that uh, YouTube podcast. Like I said, I'll get it on the next one. But the answer to that is to use the Roth IRA systems. Uh, And, you know, I've heard about Roth IRAs before, 
you know, uh, I had a chiropractor that was really trying to talk me into it at a certain point. And uh, I should have done it back then. But uh, this service that they have, it costs 30 bucks a month for them to actually custodian it. You know, they do everything for you. They, you know, they monitor it. They uh, f- prepare your taxes. Uh, I think you pay a 1% transaction fee when you end up buying your Bitcoin from them. But the whole deal with the Roth IRA is it's uh, post-tax. So you, you know, like your 401ks, and everybody knows about that stuff. But basically, you pay tax ahead of time uh, on a Roth IRA. And I think it's even a higher tax rate. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it is. But you pay a little bit higher tax rate up front. But then at that point, once that tax has been paid up front, that asset, uh, even if you do trading and, and moving it around and stuff, that asset is no longer taxable. And, you know, when you think about it in the long run, you know, say best case scenario, you know, you buy $10,000 worth of Bitcoin right now and it goes, you know, a hundred times, right? So it goes to a million or is that a million? hundred thousand would be, uh, Anyway, say it goes to a million, you're going to uh, be paying a lot of taxes when when you want to take that out. But if you were to do it with the Roth IRA, you're going to pay that 20% of 10,000 or whatever the tax rate is up front. And then once, you know, if you you have a good, you have a good, uh, we have a good 15 years here of uh, crypto runs, you know, that goes way up now that all that profit is uh, safe from taxes. And and honestly, the more I'm looking at this, you guys, the more, you know, if, if you believe in crypto, if you believe in um, sound money, like if you're having issues with the current dollar and what it's doing and, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't have a lot of faith in the dollar. I feel like the, Unfortunately, it's not something I'm happy about, but the American dollar, you guys, is going to be history. I really do think so. I don't think, uh, you know, China is going to allow, you know, a foreign country to have, you know, that much power over, uh, you know, exchanges. It's just not. They're, they're not going to allow that for very much longer. So there's going to be a change. I don't know when, but uh, it's not going to benefit us. We're going to actually be put more in a uh, side side seat. We're going to be sitting shotgun or maybe even sitting in the back of the car versus sitting in the driver's seat. I don't want this to happen, but I do feel like it's going to happen. Uh, and in that case, you know, you're... Your stocks, uh, you know, they could take a shit, you know. (laughs) Anything that's valued in the dollar or it's like an American type of, you know, that's, I don't know. It's a tough thing to think about because you don't want to think that, you know, you don't want to think about how your country might be worse off when you retire in 20 years. But what I see right now, you know, it's not even really that, you know, our country could literally just be the same in 20 years, but 
the growth that you see everywhere else, it's just, I don't, it's a little scary to me. Like I would want to put my money in different places. Like, geez, even put your money in uh, different foreign countries, you know, because you know, you can see the demographics, you guys, it's, it's going to be trouble, you know, India, China, those, those are going to be, uh, it's going to be powerhouses in the next hundred years. So I don't know if there's really much we can do about it too. So <laughs> just got to kind of start to think about it. You know, and, you know, most of us, you know, I got 15, 20 years till I retire. I think most of people in that spot might be okay. You just, you know, maybe your stocks will be okay, but man, I don't want to count on it. That's for sure. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Roth IRAs. I'm going to look into it, you guys. I'm going to actually uh, do it. Uh, I've been wanting to uh, make like a weekly contribution to a, uh, you know, like a uh, secure uh, cold uh, style wallet. And this company that does this Roth IRA for, they do it for crypto and they do it for physical gold. So they'll actually have a, they actually have a physical uh, vault that they store your gold in. So when you buy, buy gold through the year or whatever, allegedly it's stored in this vault. It's always kind of sketchy, but, uh, I like the options. It's kind of cool options. I know my 401k at work, they don't have, uh, you know, IRAs or, you know, you can't buy gold in a physical storage facility, you know, like, so this is kind of a cool service. Like I said, it is 30 bucks a month. That's a lot, a lot of money, but, uh, you know, um, I don't know, having, it looks like it's a legit outfit. You know, it seems kind of like you're going to, you're going to end up paying for something that's, you know, it's got highly skilled people in it. And you want to be able to trust it too, you know? So, and a lot of these, uh, a lot of these places I, I use Celsius right now for kind of getting interest and storing my crypto right now. But, you know, something like that, you know, I'm not really paying them anything. You know, there's, there is a phone number I've called them, but, uh, I don't think it's like, you know, this other company, like I said, I'll get the, let me, make a note i'll get the name of the company and then the name of the youtuber youtuber and the company and i'll bring it for the next uh episode guys all right next uh point you my dogecoin i believe in you invest in the boy see what we can do gotta keep faith for the revenue take advance to the pen while you climbing up the ranch you my dogecoin i believe in you that's pretty fitting right there, guys, because I was going to talk about Dogecoin. But uh, my it's just the observation I made. Uh, I've been trying to get people to buy Bitcoin for three months now, you know, off and on, like talking to my buddies at work, talking to everybody I can. Hey, buy this, you know, tr- check out this. I'll help you buy it. You know, I'll even set up, I'll even help you set up a wallet and I'll send you $20. You don't even have to buy it. Uh, I think I've gotten one guy to actually, maybe two guys. I've gotten two guys to actually buy Bitcoin, uh, which is cool. So I guess that's good. 
but there's at least, you know, three or four guys that I'm always talking to, you know, they're interested, but they haven't really, you know, they, they seem sketched out about Bitcoin. You know, it's like, uh, I, I haven't either explained it very good or they're, you know, they're just reluctant to, you know, take a kind of a risk because it is risky. But, uh, what's cracking me up, you guys, is these same people that were like, no way, Bitcoin's sketchy. I don't want nothing to do with that. They now have Robinhood accounts and, uh, <laughs> they're now buying Dogecoin like it's going out of style. Uh, and I'm, you know, and they're all happy. So I'm like stoked for them. They're making money and all pumped. So that's awesome. But there, <laughs> there's part of me that's like, you know, you guys, you you didn't want to buy Bitcoin because it was too sketchy, but we're now we're going to buy Dogecoin, which is like the most sketchy thing you can do. Uh, it just seems it's a, it was, it's kind of a weird thing. I don't know if it's because it's the value of Doge compared to Bitcoin, you know, where people you can buy, feel like you can buy Dogecoin because it's 50 cents or whatever. but i just uh i had to make that observation i know these guys can't be the only ones that are doing that that you know never would have touched uh most cryptos but for some reason through the robin hood app because it's so easy just to buy it you know they are uh getting involved my main concern you guys is i feel like Doge and a lot of these Shibu Inu and all that stuff. If you want the gains, you know, it's that's cool. Get the gains out of it. But I feel like they're going to eventually take a crap. And it's basically going to make crypto look bad. And I'm starting to get the feeling that, you know, the powers that be or whatever, they don't really want Bitcoin to do well. And if they, you know, I think most of them probably see that there's really not a lot they can do about it, about Bitcoin. It's going to do well. So at that point, there's a lot of those guys that are like, well, let's get on the train. Let's buy all the Bitcoin before these idiots buy all the Bitcoin like me. And uh, that's where I feel like with Doge and a lot of these altcoins that are popping up there, it's almost like a distraction so that uh, capital doesn't go towards Bitcoin, which is really, I think, the valuable uh, investment, the valuable vehicle there. And uh, But we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm sure that hasn't, this is, I'm sure it happened before where, you know, you kind of, distract the people long enough you know you're you don't have to distract them for very long before it's kind of too late you know what i mean uh once they get kind of established and uh, get themselves in there i have a uh corbett uh james corbett uh clip he's a really good uh youtuber slash podcaster and he's talking about uh the rigged game in uh, Robin Hood. 
This led to the massive short squeeze in January, with Redditors and other retail investors buying up shares in GameStop and running up the stock price, forcing the hedge funds to buy up stock to cover their shorts and exposing them to billions of dollars in losses. But that was only the beginning of the revelations of market rigging in the GameStop saga. The remarkable squeeze was brought to an abrupt halt when Robinhood, the electronic trading platform that burst on the scene in 2014 promising to democratize the stock market with its zero-commission trading app, stopped trading on GameStop and other Wall Street bets-driven trades like AMC Entertainment, BlackBerry, and Nokia. The official explanation for the trading halt, that Robinhood had to suspend trading in the stocks until it could increase its collateral with the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, merely underlines the point that the average mom-and-pop investor will continue to be thwarted from trading, while the massive hedge funds and market makers with direct access to the markets will always be able to cover their positions in the event of any popular, democratic market activity. This point was further under... Just remember, you guys, they are... They're trying to distract us. You know, the whales are trying to distract us. Remember, there's only 3 million Bitcoin left. 3 million, okay? There's 21 million total. There's already been 18 million mined. And there's already, there's 18 million out there circulating. There's only 3 million Bitcoin left. Yeah, I have Bitcoin, and you should too. If you would have bought Bitcoin three months ago, you'd have tripled your money by now. Uh, that was my main point, so I'm going to go to some then. crypto culture. Every conversation I have, I'm telling people to buy Bitcoin. And when I'm not- so one of my favorite uh, podcasters is Marty Bent. He is a badass. I love this guy. Uh Go listen to him at Tales from the Crypt. Um, they do a they do so much good stuff over there. I just the guy, you know, the guy basically, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve, and I appreciate that. In these uh, these times, he, he's not afraid to speak his mind. Um, you know, it's a big thing. It's a it's been a reoccurring theme in my head lately that uh, we need to speak our mind more. Um, you need to tell people what you're uh, passionate about. You need to, uh, you need to push back on people when they tell you what they're passionate about. Like this is part of what, it, it means to be an American people is we're supposed to be able to have discussions and not get, uh, not get upset about it. Just have the discussion. I think what we end up doing a lot of times is we end up trying to convince people of things or trying to make them change their minds. And, uh, you know, both sides do it, you know, everybody does it, but, you know, when you go around and you tell people what to do and you expect them to do it and to change or or you have an outlook and you're like, hey, this is how it is. Uh, 
you know, you got to be careful. Just go out there and tell people this is how I feel. This is what I see. Don't expect anybody to change, you know, like just keep, you know, keep doing you, you know, keep pushing, show by example. But uh, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. And uh, I do wish people would speak up more. Uh, I wish people would have more of a voice, um, not be worried about, uh, not be worried about upsetting people or saying things that, uh, you know, anyway, so I really like Marty Bent. He seems like he, uh, he definitely, um, speaks his mind. Uh, I think here he is, I don't know what he's talking about. Let's listen. The Biden administration has given out and Trump and oh, it's been going on since Obama, I believe. Oh, yeah. Subsidies. Out. And this is uh, harpens back to what I alluded to earlier. Like this is leading us towards a communist centrally planned government economy, excuse me, where you, you have these subsidies, these subsidies. Again, show me the incentives. I'll show you the outcome. The incentive for Tesla as a company, and this is how they've operated, they've never been profitable until they made that Bitcoin trade last quarter. They've never made money. They, they literally survive on subsidies and LARPing. Like they, <laughs> they've never, they never produced the solar panels they said they were going to. Like, who knows what's going on with like the boring company tunnel stuff. They're, they're basically just leveraging free money printing, government giving out subsidies to create green technologies, and that is how their business is, like, sustains itself. And it's a dangerous thing that we're literally pushing our economy in this direction towards unreliable green energy solutions. I mean, we've seen it's a topic on the on the list that we're going to talk about later, but we saw the disruption of the gas pipeline, the colonial gas pipeline this week. We saw uh, how quickly uh, gas stations in the southeast part of the, the country started running dry scary guys um, but this is a trend that like that happened because of ransomware attack where you have the government with this green energy initiative actively shutting down nuclear power plants pipelines of michigan keystone pipeline dakota pipeline like they're actively making the united states a less reliable they're making the energy infrastructure extremely fragile and less reliable and that's why on this show, the last couple of weeks, I've felt compelled to have crossover episodes with Gamcast that I've been recording with people who intimately know how fragile our grids are and how important it is for people to start wake up and realize this. We're being pushed into a unreliable uh, grid system to basically LARP to push these green energy technologies on the co- on the country, and they don't talk about the trade offs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's not. He doesn't even talk about the military stuff. But how how do you think it's going to work when we have a green economy and we have say tanks that uh, run on batteries? You know, drones that run on you know solar energy. You know, like once we get transitioned into this green economy we are going to be so fragile and so easy to just wreck i mean just simplicity to wreck us and you know i don't know i you can have a 
you know, diesel powered tank sit covered, you know, in a forest for two months, you know, put fuel in it and it fires up and you can be like going fighting, (laughs) you know, I know I sound ridiculous talking about tanks and forests and fighting, but you know, that same tank that's battery powered, you know, like unless you're going to go plug it into a supercharger Tesla station, I don't know how that's going to work. You know, this, uh, this idea that we can, uh, have our cake and eat it too with when it comes to energy, like we can have all the things that we have right now, all the energy consuming things, but yet we can also get rid of all the things that produce the energy. You know, it's, I think, I think it's less than 10. It's not even 10%. It's like 8% of energy currently is produced by renewable resources or renewable energy or whatever. So solar, wind, you know, uh, you got to really think about stuff. I I don't know. I, I think they pretty much convinced a lot of people that science is more important than common sense. And it's kind of unfortunate. I don't, I usually don't give this much opinion on this show, but, you know, a lot of Marty's stuff that he talks about, it's kind of got me feeling the same way. It's, it's kind of frustrating. I feel like we're putting our country at risk, which is basically in turn putting my kids at risk. Um, as much as I'm not super big into military and war and all that stuff, I do understand the, you know, I do understand that you need that kind of stuff present. Otherwise, you know, it's the same reason, you know, people arm themselves. It's the same reason people lock their doors. It's the same, you know, it's just a, you know, for you to not think about yourself and protecting yourself, it's just, it doesn't make sense. You know, like if, if you're basically saying that, uh, I'm not going to protect myself because I don't want to feel bad because I'm ruining the environment. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm telling you one thing right now. Any campground, any place we go, I'm going to leave that place cleaner than I got there. So I'm going to, it's going to be cleaner than when I got there. So as far as like, being an environmentalist, I'm probably the biggest environmentalist there is, but I also understand and I'm realistic and I know that, you know, industry requires power, you know, uh, those, uh, all those charging stations, you know, that we're going to have to have everywhere around the U S these charging stations for our electric cars, the power that is generated from a solar panel or the power that's generated from a windmill can only supply 10% of that energy. Like it, it cannot, you cannot generate that type of energy from solar and wind. It's ridiculous. You guys, you know, the way that you generate your energy to drive your, your, I'm going to be nice to drive your Tesla is through, coal-fired power plants 
I mean, I don't, I don't know where you think the energy's coming from, but you know, you can go look it up. The, uh, I don't know. I was looking up uh, RVs the other day, and they were talking. They have these lithium, uh, lithium ion uh, battery packs for some of these uh, Class B RVs, like a Mercedes Sprinter van type size, small. And these uh, lithium-ion batteries, you guys, you can literally, if you have a 100% charge, you can be remotely out in the middle of nowhere and run that battery for three days on that lithium-ion battery. And it, uh, you know, it'll it'll basically keep you going for three days using everything, refrigerator and everything. But the joke was is that they had solar panels on it, and they <laughs> basically said that, yeah, we got the solar panels and we turn them on during the day, but they literally get 2%, I keep saying literally, they get 2% a day from their charge, and maybe that, or from their solar panels, that charges back into that lithium. So it's it's ridiculous, you know, and they admitted it right off the bat that it's better just to start the van up and run the van for, you know, go to town or run the van for an hour and you'll get, 25% charge out of an hour of running the van. You know, where you can charge all day long on a solar panel and you get 2%. You know, and it's it's really not necessarily something against the solar panel. It's just the capacity of these lithium-ion batteries. You know, it's a... Solar's a joke. Okay? So... It's pretty rough, you guys, but they've got everybody convinced you need solar, you, you need wind, you need to get rid of the pipelines, you need to get rid of the um, fossil fuels or whatever, but, you know, that's going to be at our own peril, you guys. I'm telling you right now. Structure. Even though it was a ransomware attack, like if people couldn't get gas for two weeks, that would make people very angry and they'd start to lose confidence in the government's ability to control things. And then, like, dude, the um, the other sign that I talked about is the fact that people are just deciding not to go back to work because they're making more money. Like, it's li- like we talked about it last year, but like now it's actually happening. Like, people aren't going. Like, Chipotle's, McDonald's, and they're not even getting paid as much as I expected them to be getting paid. Right. And so that like, do we have more UBI in the cards? Like, are they gonna? Is it gonna be more checks for people? Marty, how soon do you think hyperinflation will happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think hyperinflation is going to happen within two years? I mean, the CPI is at 4.16% right now. Like, dude. If you think hyperinflation is going to happen in two years, it's just like not, I, I wouldn't say it's the craziest thought. If you think it's going to happen in five years, is it really worth it to argue with people over green energy when we have hyperinflation around the corner? Well, definitely don't want hyperinflation that would be a scary situation um historically i've already done the research on this historically historically hyperinflation has never happened to a country that was the um, reserve currency of the world Uh, the only time that hyperinflation has uh taken effect was when a country was not the dominant currency in the world. 
So that's one thing I'm a little scared about. You know, it, it does feel like we're being taken off the ledge as far or taken out of the driver's seat with my other analogy. It feels like that. It feels like we're being told to get in the back or get over in the driver's seat or in the passenger seat. You know, at that point, hyperinflation could take hold because we wouldn't, you know, it would go to a different standard. Ah, it's a depressing show, guys. Jeez, I didn't mean to be so depressing here. But um, I'm obviously super bullish. You know I am about crypto and all that stuff. So it's it's not a big deal. I just, uh, it's one of those things where you got to really start to, you know, you can be bullish, be super pumped, but you got to start to kind of look ahead and plan because, um, you know, I, I've never in my life, you guys, I'm 46, I'm an old dude, but uh, I've never in my life said things that I've been saying recently. It's really weird, like, you know, with inflation, the cost of stuff, like there's, you know, for the last two months when I talk to people about it, what comes out of my mouth is pretty crazy because I'll be like, inflation's up 60%, you know, here and there. Uh, and it's not getting better. It's going to get worse. So, uh, you know, you got to kind of, uh, adjust accordingly, you guys. I mean, or just continue on and observe. <laughs> that's another thing you could do is just, uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm planning and doing my stuff, but I'm also keenly observing, you know, making my, observations and my some you know kind of you know thinking about what could possibly happen and then let's see what happens <laughs> and uh but uh this is this is one of the problems right here it's do they really think american citizens are dumb i don't think was i don't think we are that dumb so, uh, everybody, thanks for listening to Level Up Crypto Show with Tyrone. Um, that's me. I'm gonna. I'll leave all my uh, my informations in the show description. I have a bunch of stuff. You can contact me at levelupcryptoshow at gmail dot com. I'm setting up a uh, setting up a website. And I'll be getting some stuff going like that. Um, you can con- uh, contact me on Anchor FM. There's a little messenger button on there. Uh, yeah, make sure you listen to me. Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Play, Apple. I'm on all that stuff. And uh, make sure you guys um, make sure you guys remember you can buy one dollar in Bitcoin and. Uh, My name is Tyrone, and thanks for listening, you guys. Have a good week.
tell China we know they trying to play us like some dummies. I look deep into it and I did the math. Why did Obama send money to that Wuhan lab? What is George Soros doing with all of his cash? Why did China take that Harvard guy and drop him a bag? Why is there so much propaganda funny you ask? How about that Bill Gates vaccine? Now, sorry I'll pass cause I'm a gun. So it's Patriot.